0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe.
1: Welcome, welcome, welcome everyone to episode number 62 of Mark and Sarah Talk About Songs, the only podcast on the internet where mark and sarah talk about bongs actually we did talk about bongs in episode 61 so that's we kind did. of accurate
0: we are we not complimentary but uh, no no judgments to our um, marijuana adjacent <laughs> listeners no not at all
1: some of you might be smoking up right now and we bless you on that so but uh we have a couple of songs today that were requested by not one not two but three listeners valerie Kina, and Jason all requested at least one of the tunes we'll be discussing today. And Sarah, why don't you tell us, Sarah Bunting, Sarah D. Bunting, my illustrious co-host, why don't you tell us uh, what those songs are?
0: Uh, We'll be discussing Ode to Billy Joe and Harper Valley PTA. Uh, We had gotten a number of requests for like just story songs of the Harper Valley PTA type. And I was not aware until we were prepping this episode that uh, Harper Valley PTA, which I was familiar with, was based on the melody line almost exactly of Ode to Billy Joe, which I knew about, but I think had probably not listened to since it was like on the radio, whenever that was. Um, I think that might have been an oldie by the time I was even born.
1: Yes, but but still um, around.
0: Yeah, but this... I feel like there was this period sort of uh, like late sixties to early to mid seventies sort of culminating with the movie Nashville of like um, the like p- plight of the Appalachian holler culture and narrative that mm. was, that really came to the fore and that um, like bluegrassiana Sienna was, was hip. Uh, I'm talking out my ass, which is a hallmark of mine. But, but no, um, actually
1: I think you're right. There's something about hard scrabble depression era esque white people who were yeah, in a lot Cole of miner's songs. daughter. Um, yeah. also even Cher, who we could do a separate episode about her three story songs of the seventies, Gypsies, Tramps and Thieves, Half Breed, and Dark Lady. Those were actually very specifically about people who weren't white and that was their problem, but it was still that same idea of poor people trying to make it in this hard thing called America.
0: Yeah. And that, that became a much more like not hip, but it became much more of a like topical thing in narrative, pop culture, scripted entertainment. Uh, I think you saw more like country crossover around Mm -hmm. that time. Um, and, you know, we can get into that in a later episode. But first, let's listen to a clip from Ode to Billy Joe.
1: By Bobby Gentry from 1967.
0: I, and what a country name that is, Bobby yes. Gentry. Anyway, here we go. Papa said to mama
1: as he passed around the black-eyed peas Well, Billy Joe never had a liquor since Pass the biscuits, please Lower 40, I got to plow, and mama said it was a shame about Billy Joe, anyhow. Seems like nothing ever comes to no good up on Choctaw Ridge, and now Billy Joe McAllister's jumped off the Tallahatchie Bridge.
0: I like that, I like the song. Uh, I like the scene setting. I like the sort of heartlessness of the family talking about it, like mm-hmm. having car talk about it. Uh, but here's here's my question. What exactly happened to this guy? Because it it kind of seems like maybe she pushed him.
1: <laughs> I, I mean, am I
0: the only one getting that from it? Because I have a little note that's like, there's a whole line where it's like, well, someone saw someone who looked like you up there with him, and then either that's dropped, or we're supposed to infer that she either saw him jump or she helped him jump. Did you get that from it, or am I crazy?
1: Well, you've touched on, I think, one of the reasons that this song became so popular is because it is intentionally ambiguous. The only other major detail we... Like, we learned that someone saw them throwing something off the Tallahatchie Bridge, we, right. don't know, we don't know what it was. We don't know exactly what their relationship was. I've always assumed it was romantic because you can feel in the lyrics that she's really, really sad about it. Because the mom is like, why aren't you eating anything? Yeah. And the cruelty of their lack of concern about Billy Joe's death is not... They don't understand how cruel they're being to her by not acknowledging her pain because they don't know it exists but we understand and that dramatic irony is very satisfying and honestly maybe she did push him over the bridge maybe maybe they were throwing maybe they were throwing who fucking knows what but then something happened later and she pushed him over but the reason that i really like this song is because of that mystery and in fact i don't even really like listening to this song but i like because it's not that interesting right it's just like the same thing musically it's very simple and she's kind of not a great singer god bless you bobby gentry but the story that she yeah told... i was gonna
0: i was gonna mention that that it's like you know it's, it's your song you can key it wherever you want <laughs> maybe, key, maybe key it up a little higher so you can actually get into those low notes and make them make him feel something. Oh, Mabel. Mabel feels ways. Mabel's like, honey,
1: you should have taken that up. But Mm -hmm. I feel like that what makes this song appealing, honestly, is just reading the lyrics and pondering the story. And no wonder this song got adapted later to be a feature film, which I learned through research was actually massively successful. Yeah. The movie was a huge hit, and the big secret is that Uh, Billy Joe got drunk and fucked a dude and then killed himself. So if that doesn't say 1970s gay panic, I don't know what else could. Wow! Like he got drunk at a carnival at the state fair and went into some like back alley or tent or something and
0: And blew a carny and liked it (laughs) and had to kill himself. Yes. He he was,
1: he was played by Robbie Benson, who would go on to (gasps) voice the beast in beauty and the beast.
0: Oh, ice castles. And hey, the guy
1: that he had sex with, the Carney that he had sex with, was James Best, who was, I believe, an original... Yes, he played Sh- Sheriff Roscoe Purvis Coltrane on the Dukes of Hazard.
0: Oh! <gasps> oh my god. So... I'm not sure I can continue. I think I have to lie down. <laughs> this is really... This is really a lot. You're also speaking to me on a day when, uh, in preparation for another podcast that I co-host called The Blotter Presents, that I was watching a TV movie about Jonestown starring Powers Booth as Jim Jones and spotted, as one of the people who escaped from the compound, a kid who played Captain Fuller's son for two episodes on 21 Jump Street, like, without help. Yeah. So, yeah, and then just had to pause the movie, which was enough. Uh, It was like a buffet of scenery chewing, as it was, and just sit there and reflect on the poor choices that I've made that I recognized the guy and didn't even have to look him up. (laughs)
1: Like, instantly. But you know what? Look, it's brought us here So I'm having like an
0: IMDB, like, ischemic event in my brain right now.
1: (laughs) Well, but I would say your choices brought us here, and I would not rather be anywhere else in the world. So I support all of your 21 Jump Street fandom.
0: Oh, well, thank you. And there's absolutely no segueing from that into the, I think, far better known version of this song.
1: Before we step forward, though, I would like to say one more thing about Bobby Gentry. Please do. Uh, Bobby Gentry, who won a Grammy for this song and really had a big hit with it in a lot of places. It was number one in America, a hit all over the world. She never had another hit song of her own, but another one of her compositions is Fancy and that is one of the central reba mcintyre and in fact central country songs of my life so bobby Uh gentry delivered not only this song which has its wonderful story but also it delivered fancy and fancy is another story song that i want to do a whole episode on and a drag performance of and that's all i need to say about that for right now
0: okay well uh hopefully this drag performance will include you reenacting going into the PTA meeting Yes. in an 11-inch miniskirt, let's just hear a clip from Harper Valley PTA. It's yes. going to sound a little familiar.
1: Well, Mr. Harper couldn't be here cause he stayed too long at Kelly's Bar again. And if you smell Shirley Thompson's breath, you'll find she's had a little meal of cheese And then you have the nerve to tell me you think that I Fit. well this is just a little painting place and you're all harper valley hypocrites no i wouldn't put you on because it really did it happened just this way that day my mama sucked it to the, the harper,
0: harper valley, valley pta, PTA. Yes. Yeah, way to get all the references in there. Peyton Place, suck to me. Um, <laughs> that's an idea. My dated. issue with this song is that and you heard we heard a little bit of it here, that there's like too much time spent on the framing device that it's like, no, seriously, I'm telling the truth, this really happened. Like, no no, no 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 no. Hunty, get back to your mom reading the beads of the entire fucking town <laughs> for being drunk. And fucking each other, and then turning around and being like, um, your skirt's too short. And she's like, um, here's a few things <laughs> yeah. about exactly what you drank you think oh, is nobody it? knows.
1: Is that how you feel? Girl, I got some news for you.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Since you could see all of my legs, enjoy the view of them coming <laughs> to kick your ass. Like, <laughs> I just love that. And like, as someone whose mother, uh, on more than one occasion, for both of her children wound up in some assistant headmaster's office being like, no, 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 no. Let me explain to you something. Yeah, like, I I feel this song in a big way because Barb (laughs) was, like, frequently like, well, okay, but the thing is that they both already got into college and we've paid 12 years of tuition to this establishment and I know some things about some things and you need to stop dragging my kids for being human beings and go fuck yourself so yeah i thought that So was you've lived cool. it
1: is what you're saying
0: yes and my mother could uh, really wear a mini back in the day as well so well there you go
1: um may Papa i Valley share Valley with BED. you may i share with you some chart facts about this yes thing? please so as we mentioned before uh this song the melody is basically directly lifted from Ode to Billy Joe and I think perhaps because it was the sixties, no one got sued. But well, if you listen to this, by those request,
0: two clips... apparently.
1: Oh yeah. Wait. Yeah. Yeah, the Jeannie C. Riley, who sings the song, yes, said she wanted a song that was like Ode to Billy Joe. And so No, I'm sorry. It was the country singer Margie Singleton who requested that this song be written similar to O to Billy Joe. She recorded a version, but then Jeannie C. Riley also recorded a version, and it was Jeannie C. Riley's version that became a hit. Right. Anyway, it's all very complex. So, Jeannie C. Riley's version uh, became the highest leap into the top 10 in a single week in the 1960s, in all of the 1960s, because on one week, in late August of 68, just about a year after O to Billy Joe, Harper Valley PTA leaped from 80 leapt from 81 to 7 in its second week on the Hot 100 which was wow. a massive jump. That is and huge. in 1968 it became the first song by a woman to top both the country and the pop chart. And that feat would not be repeated until Dolly Parton's 9 to 5 in 1981.
0: Also a great song.
1: So there you go. Um I will also point out that I think one of the reasons this song may seem more familiar to us is because Harper Valley PTA got turned into a movie uh, and also a TV show with Barbara Eden. Yeah. So I feel like it just. There were more cultural properties around it, and there's no way that I would have been allowed to watch the movie about the. Like, uh, Roscoe fucking Robbie Benson to death. You know, I wouldn't have been able to watch that, but totally I was allowed to watch the. I dream of Jeannie plays a sassy mom in a miniskirt TV show.
0: Oh uh, yeah. Um, wow. Now now I'm right back in that uh, IMDb strip <laughs> event. Um, there was also a sequel song, I believe. Yes, which I did not know until I
1: was doing my research for this. But yes, there was.
0: I don't. I didn't um, make time to listen to it. Have you listened to it? Because apparently, it tells you what happened to all these like drunk assholes basically
1: uh no but apparently it's like just based on what i've read it does like a lot of them have died uh there's and there's something at the end about um the woman decides that she's going to pray for all these people because Jeannie c riley became a born-again christian and the song was not a hit yeah. because guess what we don't want you to pray for them we want you to read them for filth
0: yes we w- we want you to dance on their graves <laughs> in a very short Uh, in a very short dress
1: but you know all of listening to these songs has really made me think about that cliche of they don't make them like this anymore and they really don't like in no genre in current music is there a storytelling song like this that is that that, that's just not how we're listening to songs right now so it's kind of nice to go back and hear these really narrative songs because it's
0: like oh right this was once a perfectly viable mode of popular song well and i i think it, this was particularly a um like a sort of standard sub mode of country yes. songs, which i guess springs
1: out of folk traditions really
0: yes absolutely um but at, in the last i don't know since it started to be more of a crossover with pop like around islands in the stream time or whatever I don't know a whole lot about modern country but it seems like the sort of charting stuff like big hat country started borrowing more and more song construction or like lyric construction cues from rock and roll and wasn't as sort of straight ahead and like with a self-contained narrative it was more like here's some verses about feelings and then a loud bridge which is more right. like a rock thing i think so you don't i think you do still have these songs but like everything has changed about how we come to popular music no matter what the you know genre
1: Right. Is... Well, and I yes, I should say it's not that these songs don't exist anymore because Jason Isbell, who by the way, listeners, Sarah and I are going to see in concert next week. Hey. 6 days. Ooh. Um, but Jason Isbell is still writing songs like this, but I I what I meant to say was that songs like this are not going to be number 1 singles the way that they were in the late 60s.
0: Right. No. Well, and you definitely have like the late 60s were, I think, a much more sort of codified time with the charts and, like, C and W or whatever being being separate right. from things. And then hip-hop, of course, was still, like, gestating. So, I mean, last- you have a lot of story songs, of course, in, in hip-hop. Right. And R&B to some extent, but then they weren't necessarily... It's not what you were going to hear, like, you, you know... Uh, on the radio on the am radio keeps right back to
1: that Everclear, it's our new leitmotif I know. Um, and, and there's also just something else um about a such a clearly fictionalized story the last single that i can remember being in the top 10 that so obviously told a fictional story was the song hazard by richard marks where he is the he's talking about his girlfriend who disappeared and no one knew what happened to her And it was very much like, I am telling you a story about this Nebraska town where my girlfriend died or was murdered or who knows.
0: I always thought that was real. I mean, oh, I just assumed it wasn't. Well, I don't know. You're just blowing my mind. I mean, Carneys, Roscoe Coltrane, (laughs) like intellectual property theft, and now maybe Richard Marx didn't have a girlfriend who disappeared. I I think I gotta go lie down. This is a oh, lot. Oh no!
1: According to the Wikipedia page for the song Hazard, it is in fact a fictional. It's a fictional tale.
0: Man, and to think I was like pitying. I was watching that video and feeling really sorry for Richard Marx for like a really long time. <laughs> and now you're like, fuck you, Richard Marx. I want all of my teddy, my get well soon teddy bears back. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, in a room in one of Richard Barks' mansions, he's like, why does that weirdo Sarah <laughs> keep sending me edible arrangements? I got a move. <laughs> ah, it's like, I don't even like pineapple. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Well, that's a whole story song of its own. Do we have any more to say about these two? No,
1: but I will say thank you to the listeners who requested them because it was fun to to go down this particular alleyway. And uh, I feel like now I need to go just holler at some people about some shit I know about them in the spirit of Jeannie C. Riley.
0: Oh, man. Yeah, I really learned a lot and I can't unknow uh, any of it. So, <laughs> listeners, if you, you feel like talking tonight late, I'll be up unable to sleep because <laughs> of Roscoe Coltrane, the murderous c- carny fucker. <laughs> <laughs> this podcast <gasps> is not for children. <laughs> there is a reason we put the
1: explicit thing on the oh iTunes God, listing. God, and if, you're a, if you are a child listening to this right now, none of these words are real. We made them all up. Never say them. Bye. No. <laughs> <laughs> Jokes. Just a good old boy Never meaning no harm Beats all you never saw Been in trouble with the law Since the day they was born Hey Sarah, I think it's time for a bumper. What do you think?
0: Uh, I think it's been time, Mark. Well, so what do listeners need to know? What info well, do we have to get in here?
1: They Need to Know That Mark and Sarah Talk About Songs is hosted by me, Mark Blankenship, and you, Sarah D. Bunting, and also edited by you, Sarah D. Bunting.
0: That is true. Uh, Today's theme song was by your fine-feathered husband, Andrew Byrne. And what else do they need to know? They need to know how to reach us. That's important.
1: So you guys, if you want to contact us, we would love to hear from you. Let us know song requests, uh, if you'd like to buy an ad, if you want to have me do your birthday pop chart reading, any of that. We truly do love to hear from you. And you can reach us on email at talkaboutsongs at gmail.com on Twitter, at TalkSongs, or on Facebook, at facebook.com slash mastas.podcast. But Sarah, I think there's something else they need to know.
0: Uh, There is, and that is that for a small monthly donation, you, listener, could become a patron and producer of Mastas, your own self, uh, donating at our Patreon page, which is at patreon.com slash mastas, really helps us out keeps the lights on here at editing hq and gives you access to members only uh audio content polls you might get to like pick our episode that we do and for a very large one-time donation you can get us to come to your house anywhere in the continental u.s and we will record an episode in your lap
1: we really will so to get all the info on that you just need to go to P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Mastus. That's patreon.com slash Mastus. And now I think the last thing that you guys need to know, which maybe you already figured out, but we're telling you anyway, is that I'm Mark.
0: And I'm Sarah. And, and this, this is Mark and Mark, Sarah. talk about, about songs. songs. Closer.
1: That's best ever, I think.
0: Yeah. curves <laughs> the hills Someday the mountain might get them but the law never will
1: Shoot Mark shoot, and Sarah you. talk
0: about Shoot
1: Mark shoot, and Sarah you. talk about
0: Shoot Mark shoot, and Sarah you. talk about shoot. song. Ooh.
1: Thank you for listening to Believe.